The most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. The storyteller sets the vision, values, and agenda of an entire generation that is to come. Steve Jobs. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And you chose that opener just because it had the word vision in it, didn't you? Well, I mean, sure. (laughs) We are talking today about superheroes, and one of my favorite superheroes of the Avengers collection is the character Vision. Mine is Scarlet Witch. She's always been a favorite of mine. So superheroes have been a huge part of our culture in the last 10, 15 years or so. And they're starting to kind of trickle out, but we can't ignore the impact that superheroes have had on storytelling throughout history. We were debating prior to recording this episode if Sherlock Holmes qualified as a superhero. I say no, because he's a detective. He's not a superhero. He doesn't have superhuman abilities. A lot of his perception and his thought process and application of that does make him a superhero, at least as much as Iron Man, who wasn't bitten by a spider. He just built a cool thing. He does superhuman things. Yes, he uses technology to do it, but he still does superhuman things. So what is the definition of a superhero then? A superhero fights for what is good. They're not just good at fighting. They have some kind of supernatural or technological strengths to back up what they do. They are given more ability to act because of what they can do, because of who they are. So yes, they have this moral high ground almost all the time, but their weaknesses are at least as interesting. If you don't have an interesting weakness for your character, they're boring like Superman and Kryptonite. And a lot of the earlier generation of superheroes, I'm talking the 1940s particularly, didn't have interesting weaknesses, Because the world needed heroes that couldn't be beaten. Something that couldn't be quashed by evil. You needed Captain America to stand for America and represent the ideals of the country in World War II. Having drawings of this hero punching Hitler in the face is a huge part of what made him popular. Comic books have been around since the late 30s, early 40s. And back in that era, you had Superman, Captain America, Wonder Woman, a lot of these characters with super strength and invincibility and amazing creative powers. It wasn't until recently, I would probably say 80s or 90s, that you started to get more magical influence in the stories with Scarlet Witch and the X-Men kind of advent in comics. There is a mixing of technology and magic that merges into becoming superheroes. Before the 1940s, we did have a couple of superhero type characters, a lot of your demigods in Greek and Roman storytelling. And then We had a small burst of people with inexplicable abilities around the late 1800s, 
where we had uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which we know we mentioned in the monster episode, but he is a precursor to Bruce Banner and the Hulk. We also had the Invisible Man, those kind of characters pop up and then disappear as detective stories kind of took over. So we've talked before in a previous episode about how there's kind of a cycle to genre and storytelling of just starting to get introduced, hitting its height, being really, really popular, and then falling into kind of a satire version of that. And I think that's where we are now, is the satire realm of superheroes. You get Deadpool, who actively breaks the fourth wall, is kind of a satirical... All of the things that Stan Lee wanted to do with superheroes but couldn't because superheroes were supposed to be good are represented with Deadpool, this anti-hero. Another bit of evidence that we're sliding into the satire realm for superheroes is the TV show and before that the comic book series called The Boys, where emotionally, morally, the superheroes are exactly the same as humans and have all of the same follies as humans. They can just do more. They're more powerful to accomplish these darknesses that exist in all humans. So through all of these different iterations of the idea of superhero, what is the difference between superheroes and the pre-superheroes of people like Hercules? In stories like Hercules and Achilles and these epic characters, the gods have reached down and blessed these characters into becoming more powerful than their peers. Or they're just already demigods. But the gods are the influencers of their power. As compared to the superheroes that we're looking at today, it's human-caused. Humans are making themselves above the rest. Gods are out, science is in. You have a little bit of blending of this idea of gods versus technology in those stories such as Doctor Strange, but even then it's still the human that has to unlock the magic potential within themselves through study, through training, through practice. So I'm writing a superhero character and they have the ability to change into something different. What do I need to include in my story that makes them a superhero and not just a monster? The difference between a superhero and a supervillain is what they're willing to do to get what they want. That goes back to that moral high ground. The werewolf is just out there to eat and make more werewolves. The Hulk is out there to make the world a better place, to fight the bad guys that nobody else can fight. So this is where the Hulk differs from his predecessor, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The Hulk, when controlled, when focused on something by Bruce Banner, fights for what's good instead of just goes out and destroys to destroy. A lot of the times in superheroes, you will also have a sidekick. They will have someone there to help them, assist them, and sometimes act as that moral compass when they get lost. You have Batman and Robin. You have Captain America and Bucky Barnes. You have Iron Man and Pepper Potts. You have these galactic larger-than-life fights that takes all of them to be able to defeat Thanos. 
And I do want to, because I'm me, emphasize the word you use there, fights. There's almost always violence in a superhero story. If you aren't comfortable writing violence, maybe this isn't the genre for you. One other theme that you can include in superhero, if you're going for this kind of feel, is hope. So we now know what superheroes are, what kind of tropes and themes you can include. So how do you take and apply these themes to your writing, even if you're not writing superhero stories? Superheroes have huge fandoms. And they like to imagine that these superheroes are real in some way. So as you're writing whatever story it is that you're writing, think about how your fans are going to interact with it. Even in something like Harry Potter, people who are fans of the books and movies know which house they would be sorted into. We can also take this idea of a superhero and use it to think about what makes our characters worthy of being a hero in our stories. I couldn't find the exact quote, but Ted Decker defines a story as a series of events that happen to a collection of worthy characters. These main characters in his definition have to be interesting and worthy in a way that Neville Longbottom was not the hero of the story. And beyond thinking about how your characters interact with your audience, think about how the world interacts with your audience. So in, say, the MCU, you have superheroes, but we also see the impact that having superheroes has on the world overall. And I really like this showing in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where we're seeing the fallout of the snap and all these people returning after being brought back. So you see this large world impact of the events taking place in a single story. So you can use that in your own writing. How are the events that you're writing going to impact the world as a whole? How is it going to change things? And if you're writing a superhero character, think about how you would change the world, how you would change things. What kind of superpower would you have? Would it be something interesting like flight or teleportation? Or would you be the superhero who can only grow facial hair at a rapid rate? How would you use that superpower to save the world? Squirrel girl. Real superhero, by the way. Oh dear. But personalize it. Humanize the god characters in your superhero stories and write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 